take a deep breath, everyone. That feel good? When was the last time you took a deep breath? You can talk in church. <laughs> Although that's probably not really an answer. Yeah, it was yesterday at like 3 o'clock. No. We need to relax. We need to slow down. Some of us struggle with relaxing and playing and, and just letting our guard down and sometimes taking, taking it easy. Is that, is that true of you? Do you struggle to relax sometimes? Now, some of us, again, are the other way. We, we struggle to work. There's some people that relax. They have too easy a time of relaxing, and they're hard to get motivated. But I think some of us struggle to relax and just to, to play. It's go, 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 busy, busy, go, go, schedule, new appointment, go. And we're going and we're plugging away and the time is going and the minutes and the, and the hours are passing and we've just got our calendar so full that when we sit still, for some of us, we even get a guilty feeling. It almost is like, it feels like sin. Am I talking to anyone <laughs> at all? Sometimes we just get this feeling of like, I'm being unproductive, I'm just... I'm just sitting here. I'm not doing it. I ought to be doing something. My task list is so long. The projects, the things I need to get done, I'm already behind and the laundry is there and dinner's not ready and I'm at work I've got these things going on and I've meant to fix this on my car and the landscaping's not looking the way I need it to do. I can't afford to just sit here. And so we go and we go and we go and we produce and we produce. Now, in my family growing up, it, it, it sometimes felt like a sin to, to be idle. And I don't know if that's just because we were German. I, I don't know. That, that, you know, it was one of those things like, if, if dad walked in the room, you didn't want to be caught just watching TV aimlessly. I don't know how else you watched TV, but there's always the sense of like if my parents were gone and then they came home, we'd like turn off the TV and like try to start cleaning or doing something or our homework. And I don't know, there was just this sense of that. And, and even when I call them and I talk to them, uh, it's one of those things like if they call and they, they'll call in the morning and even if it's like 6.30 in the morning or 7, which they usually don't call that early, but It'll be like, so were you sleeping? No, no, I wasn't sleeping. I was up. I was already working. I mean, I always feel like I have to like tell people that we're, I'm busy. I'm doing something that I don't want to be perceived maybe as, as lazy or idle. And so we, we just get into this, this busy, uh, this busy mode and, uh, and, and some of us just feel, feel guilty slowing down and, and, and taking that time. And I wonder as we've been talking in this series called rhythm, this rhythm of, of work and play and creating and recreating that we might have a challenge with how do we wind down and how do we shut down this work mode and really what does it look like to rest? What does it look like to recover and to renew ourselves? Now, a, a couple of weeks ago, my wife uh, and I got a, got a movie and she wanted me to watch a movie with her and, and uh, it was this great action flick called Eat, Pray, Love. Have you guys heard of that? <laughs> that's a, I guess it's a, that's the, perenni- that's the, that's the, the, the description of a, um, of a chick flick, right? And so um, she's so gracious, she lets me fall asleep during movies like that. I try, I try, but I, I, I fall asleep. And I woke up, though, to a part that, that triggered my thinking, even as I was remembering that as, as I was preparing this message. And so it talks about this ability of, of, of relaxing or not the, the ability that we sometimes don't have to just enjoy life. And so take a look at this uh, short clip from the movie Eat, Pray, Love. words and eat. You feel guilty because you are American. You don't know how to enjoy yourself. I beg your pardon? Americans, you work too hard. You get burned out. Then you come home and spend the whole weekend in your pajamas in front of the TV. (laughs) That's not far off, actually. But you don't know pleasure. You have to be told you've earned it. But an Italian doesn't need to be told. 
he walks by a sign that says, uh, you deserve a break today. And he says, yeah, I know. That's why I'm planning on taking a break at noon. <laughs> uh, we call it uh, dolce far niente. It means uh, the sweetness of doing nothing. There are masses of it. Dolce. Dolce far niente. Dolce far niente. Come on, you all know, you don't want to do it right now. Dolce far niente. Right? The sweetness of doing nothing. You Americans, you don't know pleasure. And I think he's getting at something here in just this small little piece that we maybe don't know how to enjoy ourselves. You know what we do? We schedule it in our calendar. Anyone guilty of that? We're going to have fun this afternoon. This is the activity. I don't want to miss it. I've got to block some time off. And, and maybe we then just don't know how to process that, but we don't know pleasure. And, and I think this is one of the rhythms of life that we often don't talk enough about in the church. We're, how do we find pleasure? How do we find renewal? And, and sometimes is it one of these things that, well, as Christians or as followers of Christ in the, in the Bible, you're not allowed to have fun and life has got to be serious. And if you're not working, you better be evangelizing and reaching people and sharing your faith with them, or you better be serving and, you know, doing something for the kingdom. What about just relaxing? What about just renewing ourselves and where does this rhythm come from can we find that joy now in the series as we began talking about it, even in creation god set this rhythm into motion and some of that rhythm was just this this pattern of creation that each day god created something and then on the at the end of that day he would step back and say he would look at what he made and said it was good and we were talking about this rhythm in our work life too that where can we see the things that we do as adding value to this world and and really giving the best of our energy, the best of our God-given talents to really improve the areas where we work, to the people we relate with, that at the end of that time where we have given the best of who we are, we can step back and go, it was good. God, thank you today for using me in a way that it was good. And then there's this rhythm of night and day, day and night, the day for producing, the night for renewing. And every night, like, I sometimes have this picture of our, of our whole world, you know, the half of the planet that's dark, and all these little human beings being tucked nice and neatly into their beds, you know, and everybody's just, you know, half the world is sleeping, right? I mean, it's, there's this renewal that happens in our bodies, and, and then the next day it starts all over again. And so it's not only about finding the rhythm in our work, but it's like, how do we find that rhythm in our play and, it, and, and at rest? And that's really what I want to dig in a little bit more this morning. So let's pray and ask God to really give us some some insights into this today. Heavenly Father, thank you for the rhythm of, of worship and the rhythm of being here in our week. And as we dig into your word and, and what you have to say to us about this area of our lives of renewing and refreshing, resting, playing, God, may they, they be your truths and may you challenge us where we need to be challenged and affirm us in places where we are doing, God, what you've created us to do and who you've created us to be. We love you, Lord. Amen. All right, well, let's take a, take a look at this. I want to begin with a scripture out of Mark chapter 6, and I want to look at uh, verses 30 to 31. Mark chapter 6, verses 30 to 31. And just before this passage, Jesus has sent out his disciples on what is called a ministry tour. Basically, what he did is he sent them out on a mission. And he sent them out to do the things that he was doing, to teach and to heal, to meet with people, to talk with people. And so they were, they were gone, and, and they were working, and they were busy. And then in, in Mark chapter 6, verse uh, 30 and 31, Jesus, uh, the Bible says this, The apostles returned to Jesus from their ministry tour 
and told them all they had done and what they had taught. Then Jesus said, let's get away from the crowds for a while and rest. And in this little verse here, in this little statement from Jesus, he he acknowledges this idea of you have just worked hard. You have just poured out your heart. You've poured out your energy. You've given to people. You've you've, uh, had a lot of output. And when we talk about this rhythm of, of, of work and play, the whole work part of our lives is the output part, where we're, where we're producing, where we're giving, where we're giving of ourselves, we're investing ourselves into a company or into people, into projects, into the things around us. And, and Jesus realized his disciples had just been in a mode where they have had a lot of output. And then what he does is he gathers them together and simply said, let's get away from the crowds and rest. Let's pull away from the demands. Let's pull away from the things that are never done because you know what? The crowds were relentless with Jesus. The crowds were relentless. Your boss is relentless. Your teachers are relentless. Your parents can be relentless. Your kids can be relentless. The chores can be relentless. They keep pushing. And unless we find a way to say, enough, I need to pull away, we need to rest. Otherwise, we're just going to be in this mode where we just can't can't squeeze enough in. We just can't do enough. And the idea of, of resting isn't just this idea of I'm just going to do nothing. Sometimes I think we are so, we push ourselves so hard. Maybe you're like me. There are times where I just like, I just want to do nothing. And that's okay. There are times for that. But many times we think of the only way of renewing ourselves after a long day is to shut everybody out, get the kids out of the room. I don't want to have any conversations. I just want to watch some lame TV and I want to put my feet up in the recliner and I'm just going to sit here for hours doing nothing. And we think that renews us. We think, I have nothing else to give. But what's the reality after sitting for about two, three hours of watching TV on a recliner doing nothing? Yeah, you're exhausted. Isn't that crazy? We actually don't renew through laziness. We don't renew through doing nothing. Even though the Italians have figured out a way to have a sweetness of doing nothing, but it's more about an enjoying and a renewing, and we're going to talk about that here in a little bit. So it's not about doing nothing. If a battery runs low, right, you take a battery out of your, out of your whatever, and it's low and has no juice left, how do you restore some energy to that battery? Do you, do you just set it on the table? Just give it, give it some time off. Let it, just, let it just do nothing for a while. Or maybe you can even put it on a really nice soft pillow, you know, so the battery's nice and comfy, and maybe you have a little mini TV that you can put in front of it, and then just go, all right, recharge. It doesn't do it, and it doesn't work for people. And, and sometimes don't you wish that we had a little battery meter like our phones do? And like throughout the day that the battery meter, you know, shows lower and lower and lower. And then all of a sudden, warning, I get a warning at 20%, right? The phone's down to 20% and then 10%. The other night I was looking something, we were watching a video on my phone, Shannon and I, and it was down to 1%. 1%, the emergency flags go off for all of us. We got to get this thing plugged in, right? I mean, we're off to the charger. We, we can't lose power. It's like an old Star Trek, you know. Captain, I'm giving her all she's got. Need more power. Okay, I don't know where that came from. Um, but, you know, the thing is, we do have battery meters. We do have little battery meters. They, they may not be a digital display, but you know how those battery meters show up in our lives? We're tired. We're exhausted. We're yawning. I just want to see how many of you have to yawn. Because you know that thing that they talk about, like when you yawn, it makes other people yawn? If you yawn, just raise your hand and I'll see. It'll be a little, oh, what? got a couple. Of, oh, look at that. Yawn's going up all over the place. That was fun. All right, so that's a little meter, right? You're getting, your body does show you that, that we're getting tired. The energy meter's going low, and, 
and we're exhausted, we're sleepy. Maybe we can't think clearly. You know, if you've ever been engaged for a long time, you're going, I'm just, ah, my head hurts. I just can't study anymore. I can't work anymore. I can't think on this project anymore. Your mind gets weakened in that, and that's a sign. Hey, it's battery meter's getting low. Maybe your body aches. You get a you achy back, or you've just been, you know, just kind of engaged too long into something. Stress. Maybe headaches, and your head starts hurting because there's tension there, and you're going, I've just been engaged too long. You know what? Your battery meter is starting to flash. Warning. Warning. There's not much... There's not much left there. Or the way that we see it too is irritability. You just get irritable. you got a short fuse. The anger fuse just kind of goes a little bit quicker. You want to lash out. Shannon and I kind of have terminology language in our house where we just kind of go, Hun, I, don't have, I have no reserves today. Do you know what I'm talking about when you have no reserves? When you have no reserves, Basically, your energy levels down, and the normal things of a home, like in our situation with young kids running around, they just put me on edge. I can't take it. Get the girls out of here. Girls, you go upstairs and, and, and leave me alone. You're not allowed to come on the carpet where the TV is. I just can't. You know, and other times when my reserves are high, they're in front of the TV. I'm like, girls, get out of the way. They're climbing on me. They're on my head. You know, they're sticking stuff down my shirt, and we're playing. And, and you just, you know, when you have reserves, you can deal with it. But when your battery meter is low, you got nothing left. And you snap, and you lash out, and your body is trying to tell you, look, it's time to recharge. And it, it's a sign that says you have no rhythm in your life. There's no flow. You've gone too far. You've burned too much. And now you're empty. And then we do, again, what I said earlier, this default mode of we try to just do nothing. And what we realize is we're not actually recharging. We're just killing a few more hours until we go back into output mode, right? And so what I want to look at today are four rhythms that I think God has created that we see in Scripture that allow us to recharge. And I think we need to look at each of these in your area. I want you each to look at your own life and say, how can I make these four pieces a more consistent part of my life? What do I need to do so that I can not just do nothing and, and, and just sit there, but I can actually recharge myself? Sounds good? All right, number one, relationships. Relationships. One of the ways that God created us for, and this is not what you think about, because many times when your batteries are done, when you're tired, the last thing you think about is relationships. How engaging with other people. But let's just take for a moment, if you're, if you're somebody who works and commutes in that sense, or you're off at school, or you have some time between kind of your output world and getting back home. If you're fortunate enough for that, maybe you've never seen your commute as fortunate, but maybe that can be a time where you start transitioning down from, from what you were doing and start getting into this mode of, how do I renew myself? How do I go from creating to now recreating myself and what God has, has done in me? And many times, those of us who, who are home or, or have families, that dinner time, you know, many of us work throughout the day and we try to come home for dinner. And relationships, if there's one thing you, that happens when you have a family or you live with some, some folks, when you walk in that door, there are relationships in your home. There are people in your home. How you approach those situations can, can make a world of difference. And I believe God has placed those relationships into our lives to renew us. And one of those key ways is, is around mealtimes. I think this is a lost art in, in American culture and in our fast-paced society is the idea of having a meal together. These new KFC commercials are driving me crazy. I've seen at least two, a couple of them. Two of them focus on families, and they're making this deal about getting this bucket of chicken home and how it brings the family together. But you know where they're serving it? They're serving it off the kitchen counter where kids are just grabbing some food, and they're coming in, grabbing a piece of chicken. Hey, thanks, Mom. That's not a meal. 
That is a human need for putting food into somebody's mouth. That is not a meal of connecting and relating. Another one, the family is talking and they're sitting on the couch in front of your TV and they're joking around. Yeah, it's funny, whatever. But saying, oh, my kids have come out. I haven't even seen them. They've grown since the last time I've seen them. Have you seen that commercial? And then they're not even talking because one of them's got earbuds in and is listening to music. The other one's playing a video game, but they're just happy to have a meal together as a family. No, there is no recreation. There is no renewal out of that. We need to recapture the meal. How many times have you sat together as a family around the table eating a meal together or whoever's in your home or with friends? When was the last time? And and how can this become a regular part of your rhythm, not the exception, where you adjust your schedules to accommodate how best you can in this crazy world to find at least a few times throughout the week where we are sitting together around that table sharing a meal? Now, our girls are still younger. Our schedules maybe aren't as crazy yet as teenage schedules and college schedules and families. But when we have those times and we try to have them often throughout the week, we, do the, we check in with each other. What made you smile today? Tell me your high point of the day. And if they don't have one, I say, what about when you saw me? <laughs> Come on, kids. You know, you guys saw your dad. That's got to be your high point. Um, what made you sad today? What, what was difficult? And you might go, that kind of doesn't feel like recharging, but what it's doing is strengthening those bonds. It's strengthening those, those relationships. And it begins with your family. It begins with your spouse. If you come home and you bring the work world immediately to bear and you dump and you do all that stuff, you're going you're gonna to smother relationship. But if you can find ways to kind of debrief and share and, and, and build each other up, you're going to find renewal. But it's not just the relationships in your family, but other relationships. Who in your life brings life and energy into you in a relationship. Now, we all know people that drain us, right? We all know the people that, that take, that, that, that complain, that nag, that have negative dispositions, that just kind of are constantly, like you walk away and you just go, I'm spent. That was, that was tough. Don't be one of those people, by the way. Okay? Let's all work at not being one of those people. That's a message for another day. Um, and, and I know at times I'm that person too. We all have those modes. But we need to find the people around us and certain times just personality-wise, who energizes you? Who brings life to you that when you get together, you feel a quicker step in your pace? You feel uplifted. People who've spoken truth into your life, who love you for who you are, who maybe who you can just even just goof around with or share past with, or you know, I meet almost every week. I meet with um, I meet with Tim Tim Gunther, and I look forward to that time. He's one of our elders here in the church. You've heard him preach, and I just look forward to having a chance to talk. And I walk away from that time not going. Man, I can't believe I spent a whole hour, you know, what I could have gotten done. That's so important. Somebody who's willing to pray, how can I pray for you? How can we pray for you in Shannon? Go to those kind of people that, that pray for you, that ask for you, that, 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 that want to know how it's going, and we try to reciprocate that. It builds you up. Small groups. You need Christian community, relationships around you, not just people who can only talk football and weather and, and pop culture and, and work world, but who can gather together and say, how's it going spiritually? How are you dealing with these issues? How can we pray for you? What does God's word say? Those kind of relationships can really begin to strengthen you and recharge you. And when you can get into those modes, you're going to start seeing your energy meter build up. And Jesus created us to be in relationships. And he modeled it time and time again with his disciples. So relationships and food. Got to have food in there, right? Got to renew some body's got to get renewed, but it's around the table many times that 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 happens. All right, number two, recreation. 
recreation. Now, recreation, that sounds like work. That sounds like energy to put out. But what do you do for fun? What do you do just to do something that you enjoy, that, 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 is, that is pleasurable to you, that you kind of go, man, I, that just, I look forward to that. You need to have times like that. Now, you're going, where, where do we find that in Scripture? Well, there's a story that, that I, I've always loved, and it's at the end of John, the Gospel of John, John chapter 21. And without getting into all the details, I mean, it's after Jesus has been uh, crucified and he rose again. He, he's, he's met with the disciples. But there's this scene where Peter is with the disciples. And in John chapter 21, verse 3, Simon Peter said, I'm going fishing. Now, I don't really care much for fishing, but I know that's a, that, that lot, some people think that's a lot of fun and enjoy that. And uh, it's one of those things where I think Peter was going, I'm just going to go back to where I just find my peace my comfort. We're going to go, I'm going to go out fishing. It's what I do. I'm a fisherman and, and I just want to get out on that water. I want to be out uh, and I just, I just need to go out there. And then as the verse continues, it says, we'll come too, the other disciples said. So they went out in the boat. And you just get this picture of, of the disciples going out together, spending some time together, out on a boat, fishing, being out at night, under the stars, whenever, because it was in the evening that they were fishing. And then as the story progresses, they is that, like, do they see Jesus? They wonder, is that Jesus? And, and, and that part of the story unfolds a little bit. And then, then Peter says, yeah, that, that's got to be Jesus. And he jumps out of the boat and he swims, he swims to shore. And then this is what I love about verses like in 9, 10, 11, 12. It says, when they got to shore, they saw a charcoal fire burning and fish were frying over it. And there was bread. And then a little bit later, Jesus says, now come and have some breakfast. Isn't that a cool picture of Jesus? He's like seeing his buddies out there. They're out on the lake. They're fishing. And he's like, I'm just going to put a little campfire on the beach. And I'm going to get some bread warming for them. And, and we're just going to hang out. We're going to have a campfire together. We're going to barbecue together. And then he has to bring some of those fish that you guys caught. And let's, and let's just share some time together. Again, relationships, what we just talked about, number one. But also recreation. Something that, that renews you. What makes you smile? What puts a bounce in your step? What do you look forward to? You know, get into doing some of those things and, 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 and find that energy. Maybe it's working out and some of you go, that would drain me. Believe it or not, it energizes you. It brings new life. It recharges some of those batteries. Or maybe it's going to a sports event or playing a sport. Or maybe it's, again, going on a date, getting together, doing those things. Now, yesterday, several of the ladies here in the church did the color run. Let me hear you, ladies. How many of you? You're two, four, I see a couple of you around there. Yeah, they did the color run, a 5K color run slash walk, right? More for fun, get together. But, but my wife, Shannon, looks forward to this. This was her third one, and this is an event that I just know she looks forward to. And so it's like, I'm going to find a way that she can do this event. And, and it just, I just see the energy that comes going into something like that and then coming out of something like that. Batteries are recharged, and yet it costs time, it costs money, it costs energy. But yet there's a renewal that happens because, one, it was together with friends. It was out doing something active. It was out doing something that was fun. And so how do we do that? And, and another way of kind of this idea of, um, of just being able to, to recharge through recreation, Scripture is filled with times where Jesus is, and throughout the Bible, where there's weddings, there's parties, there's gatherings, there's usually, again, food involved. Jesus is social in these ways, and he gets together, and he, and he has fun with other people. I love this, uh, this, this verse out of Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verses 12 and 13. Solomon, this king, says, So I concluded that there is nothing better for people than to be happy and to enjoy themselves as long as they can. And people should eat and drink and enjoy the fruits of their labor, for these are gifts from God. Sometimes I 
think, again, as, as Christians or maybe through the church, we feel like we've always got to be serving somebody, doing something, putting, you know, like just outputting a lot of energy and effort. And there are times where just enjoy the fruits of your labor. Splurge. I've got to learn this one sometimes. Splurge on something. Right? Yes, we want budget. Yes, we want to eliminate debt. Yes, we want to save. Yes, we want to invest. Yes, giving to the church is a priority and to the kingdom of God. But there's also got to be some room where, again, it says, enjoy the fruits of your labor. These are gifts from God. Enjoy some things. And maybe you need to say, when was the last time I just enjoyed the fruits of, of my labor? <laughs> and it was funny because I'd been preparing for this message and we were picking up some packets and some stuff for the color run. And then Shannon was eyeing like this, this product tent where they had different like things that they were selling for the event. And she was just right away, was like, I just want to see what they have. And we're not going to buy anything. We, it's way too expensive. And I, and I, and I said, you want, some, you want some of those socks? $10. We never would spend $10 on a pair of socks ever. That's just not us. But this verse came to my mind. I was like, enjoy the fruits of your labor. <laughs> Splurge. These are gifts from God. And I just knew that was going to make her happy. So I was like, no, it's okay. I want to spend $10 to buy you those socks. And, it was, and I said, I've got scripture to back me up. <laughs> Always a dangerous thing to say. But she was like, yeah, I don't care. If, that, if you have scripture backing me up for that, I will not question you. Um, but it was just one of those fun moments, and, and, and it's not a direct meaning for what the scripture is. But it was like, you know what? We work hard, and we serve, and we do the things. Let's have some fun. And, that, and it was just, it was fun for me just to do a splurge kind of thing like that, even something as little as that. So we're talking about relationships. We're talking about recreation, those things that recharge us and renew us. And the third one, and I'm good with my R's here, three R's I'm working on here, rest. Rest. You do need rest. And uh, in, in Psalm, 21, uh, Psalm 127, verse 2, it says, It is useless for you to work so hard from early morning until late at night, anxiously working for food to eat. For God gives rest to his loved ones. He's saying, you're, just, you're so anxious here all the time. That's not from God. God wants you to also experience rest that comes from him. In Proverbs, it says in three, Proverbs 3.24, and talk about if there's wisdom and planning. I think if you kind of plan your day, if you approach your, your days in a smart way, it says you can lie down without fear and enjoy pleasant dreams. We don't have to just race into, you know, sleep at night, barely getting things done, staying up past when we wanted to stay up, still cranking out one more thing, and we're completely wiped down. What we wiped out, we need to begin to wind down our day. This is part of that renewal process, taking care of us physically, emotionally, how do you wind down your day? How many of you have made the mistake of checking your email just before you go to bed? <laughs> Guilty. Or a Facebook message or something that gets under your skin. I can't believe this. Something just, just all of a sudden gets you anxious, a difficult situation, some bad news, something that happened, and all of a sudden your, your, your heart rate is up again and your anxiety is up and you're trying to rest and you can't shut your mind down and, and you're that's not a way to renew yourself. How do you begin to wind down? There's this great little feature on all of our phones that you guys need to discover. It's called the Do Not Disturb feature. Did you know your phone has a Do Not Disturb feature? I have mine set every day, I think from 9 p.m. to like 6 a.m. or 7 a.m. And between 9 a.m. and 6 a.m., my phone automatically blocks texts and phone calls and whatever else you can set it to do so that I'm not getting like this, oh, somebody wants my attention. I don't even know that it's coming in the next morning. I'll see it. And, you know, there's other settings you can do with it. But we need to do not disturb, not just on our phone, but taking some time to say, this is time for rest. Maybe you need to, to just have a routine where you have a tea in the evening or a coffee or a decaf if you're, you know, keeps you up. 
Or maybe you just read a book. I like to go on a walk. I like to just go out, and sometimes it's just one time around the block, and sometimes it's for like 45 minutes to an hour. And, and I do it just before bed, and you get that fresh air. You're walking. You're, you know, just, it's kind of invigorating in one sense. You're, you're, you're processing things. The, you know, in Arizona, we always have the stars, and it's a full moon. And, and then you come home, and, and it's like, okay, go to bed now. And it's a good routine and, and, and stuff that you don't need your pastor to tell you, but consistent going to bed times, consistent waking up times, all part of that rhythm. And, and I found this thing in a, in, from a medical journal, and it said this. The quality of your sleep directly affects the quality of your waking life. So you want better quality in your waking life? Well, the quality of your sleep directly it relates, including your mental sharpness, your productivity, emotional balance, creativity, physical vitality, and even your weight. No other activity delivers so many benefits with so little effort. I mean, think about it. You have to do nothing. You have to just sleep. Sleep consistently, and it has all these benefits. And, and I think it's the way God designed us. He designed us as human beings who need rest, who need those batteries recharged, and getting into that rhythm of rest or taking a nap or a power nap or just finding those, those, those ways to recharge is so important, but also disengaging your mind and beginning to bring that part down so that you can actually renew and get into a right rhythm with, with what you're doing. Life's too short to go through it exhausted. Get good rest. Max out your days for both work and play. You'll be more productive, and you'll also be more renewed and energized uh, on, on the other side of that, that rhythm. So we've got our relationships, we've got recreation, we've got rest, and I've got one more. When you think about your day, you're kind of going, okay, now that's the end of the day. I've, I've done some of these things. The next part, though, is the next morning. When your alarm goes off in the morning, how, for how many of you, it's like you're off to a 100-yard race? You know, the day is off. It's like there's a starter gun. It's like, <laughs> you know, and you're out of the blocks. And, and if you're like me, we try to get as much sleep in. And, you know, you've got it down to a How many of you have it down to a science, how much time you need before you need to leave? Yeah, let me see. Come on, be proud, be proud. And I do want to know how many of you just leave yourself like extra time in the morning because you need some time to ramp up and you have time for maybe a coffee or some reading. Or you guys are awesome. I, I, I admire you folks. We have it down to where we get we can get our whole family out of the house, all four girls and all of us, in, in about a half an hour. I mean, dressed, breakfast. I mean, like you know, out the door, all the book bags, there's snacks in their bag. I mean, we we we've got it down to a science, and so it's like. You know, we're, Shannon and I know, like, that was the second, we get one snooze, and then by the second one, we got to get up, and then it's like, get out, get out. You know, <laughs> like, no, the covers, I mean, I, bed's comfortable. You know, when you hear people, and, and I've probably been guilty of saying it, you know, you should live the kind of life where you just can't wait to get up because what God has called you to do. And, and I like my life like that, but somehow, right when I wake up, the bed is just overpowering, the comfort of the pillow and the comforter. But once I'm up, then then it's all good. And and so it's, it's uh. You know, our days are off like that, but this fourth R is ready. How do you get ready? Part of your rest and part of your renewal is getting ready for the day. And what is, what is that pattern for getting ready? Jesus uh, modeled this for us. And there's a passage in Mark chapter 1, right in the beginning, and it's 29 to 39. And, and as, as we've already heard, crowds were following Jesus. He had healed somebody, and then many people came, and they were pressing in on him. They went to the house where he was staying, and continued to heal people and just demands and more and more and more and the crowds are pressing in around him and and i guess the evening finally ended and i guess people went home finally and went to bed 
And then it says, it says this, and I want to focus on in Mark chapter 1, uh, uh, verse, verse 35. Mark chapter 1, verse 35. The next morning, Jesus awoke long before daybreak and went out alone into the wilderness to pray. So, I mean, here's this thing, and I don't know, he must have had an internal alarm clock or something, but he got up really early in the morning. He could have said, I'm so tired from the night before. You don't know how hard I worked. But somehow he knew the value. i got to get up before everybody else. And, and I'm going to go out away from people. He goes out in the wilderness in a, in a place where he could be alone. And he went there to pray. He went there to commune with his father. Verse 36, later, Simon and the others went out to find him. They said, everyone is asking for you. The demands are there, right? Everyone is asking for you. You're a parent in the morning. Your kids are asking for you. The teachers are asking for you. The boss is asking for you. Your coworkers are asking for you. Life is constantly asking for you. And so Jesus doesn't even get a break. Everyone's asking for you, he said. But he replied, Jesus replied, We must go on to other towns as well, and I will preach to them too, because that is why I came. And then they went to other towns. Now, What's interesting to me about that is everyone wanted Jesus. There was more work to do, more demands on his time, more people he could have healed, but he left them. And he went on to other towns. How did he know to leave them? He was able to say, for that is why I have come. What happened in that moment, in that morning, in that time of prayer, in that time of silence? He was reminded of his focus. Why have I come? Why am I here? He's communing with his heavenly father. How should I order my day? I know there are demands here, but I am going to go and do these other things because this is why I've come. See, we, if we don't recharge and if we don't renew with our relationship with God, when we don't take that time to commune with God, to, to, to take time to pray, to take time to read God's scripture, how else do you know what your day is going to look like? Is it just your, your to-do list? Is it just the demands of everyone around you? Or do you get your bearings saying, God, this day, I'm here to serve you. This is what you want from me. And it changes your focus. And you know, it's really hard to do that. I've told you, it's hard for me. And, and so you've got to find times. Ideally, it's before everyone else gets up. I think that's, that's modeled by Jesus. That would be, be great. But I don't think that's a legalistic thing that you've got to do. But how do you find your time? Did you know that just 15 minutes each day, 15 minutes a day equals 90 hours a year? 90 hours a year, 15 minutes, a quarter, quarter of an hour, 15 little minutes, 90 hours a year. You know how long it takes to read the Bible in a year if you were even to read it out loud? 70 hours. But we say we don't have time to read God's Word. I could never read the whole Bible. I, I, I don't know. 15 minutes, and you even have time to spare. It takes about 12 minutes a day to read the whole Bible through in a year. So if you have 15 minutes, 12 minutes to read, you even have three minutes to then pray. And, and, and talk to God, and you can get through the whole, the whole Bible. In, in just 18 hours, you can get through the whole New Testament. Five minutes a day, five days a week. You can even take Saturday and Sunday off, and you can get through the whole New Testament in, in, a, in just five minutes a day. And, and you, get those, you get your bearings. When I read Scripture, I told Shannon the other day, I, I, it just draws me in. I mean, sometimes there's those passages where, yeah, your, your eyes glaze over, and you go, I don't know, I don't know that I got anything really out of that. I, I'm sure there's something there, but my mind's just not there this morning. And there's other times where you read and it's like, I just can't stop. Like, I just keep going. Like, what's the next story? Oh, that next story. And let God's word speak to you. 
When you pray, pray through your schedule for the day. God, how do you want to use me? How can I best serve you today? It's part of that rhythm that sets your day off in the right direction. What do you need to do? You know, how do you get that focus? Take some time to make that happen. So we have these four ways of recharging that God uses us with relationships with others, recreation, just doing things we enjoy, getting together, playing games, having a good time, doing that, rest, and then the readiness of the morning to spend time with Him. And I think if we can get in that kind of rhythm, imagine how you can approach your days, right? Not just getting through and the next day starts, but having some reserves, having something where you kind of go, I feel ready for the next day. I don't have to be worn thin each and every day. I just want to end with this. Jesus said, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened or weary and carry heavy loads, and I will give you rest. If you're not finding rest in your life, you're probably not spending enough time with Christ. You probably have your life a little bit out of whack. There's probably no rhythm. You're burning it on both ends. You don't have reserves. You're not investing in the kind of relationships that God has created us for. You're wearing your bodies down. It's not how God created us to live. He set this beautiful rhythm into motion, and I believe that you can get more out of life. This isn't about just retreating. It's like saying, I want more, so I have to prioritize and value my downtime and how I renew myself so that I can be and do what God has called me to be. And I believe you can experience life in a different way if maybe you take some priority in this. Maybe it's that 15 minutes. Maybe it's calling somebody this week that says, you know what, you energize me. Let's spend some time together. Let's have some coffee. Come over and play some games. Let's get together. Maybe it's just setting that alarm and setting that do not disturb button. Anyway, you've got some options. Go to your phone and go to that, 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 that Bible app, the YouVersion Bible app, all kinds of Bible reading plans that will remind you on a, on a daily basis. They'll set it up for you. You have it with you. Before you get to the office, if you're five minutes early, sit in your car, turn the radio off, and just take a quick read. Find that time. There's so many ways for us to do that today, and God will renew you. And Jesus said, come to him. And I think some of you today, as we close, and the band's going to come up here, I just, I just want to pray together. Maybe just bow your heads. Is there a weariness? Do you feel burdened? Are you tired? Let's just, let's just come to Christ this morning. Let's just ask Jesus to, to fill us at this point and, and maybe just spark something in us that would allow us just to uh, really renew in a way that he has designed us to. Let's pray.